0: Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Okay, got it. Hi, everyone. I'm Monica. I'm a compulsive overeater. Grateful to be here today. Grateful to be reflecting on the first three steps. Um, and uh, just want to take a deep breath to kind of land here because I forget. Um, so just to kind of qualify myself, I came into the rooms just over 10 years ago. Um, I was about 200 pounds heavier than I am now, which was just the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg for what I uh, I was emotionally and spiritually um, numb. I existed from my neck up, nothing else existed on me. And what was going on in that one part of me was insanity. Um, I came in thinking I was just going to, you know, there really was no diet left for me. I had tried them all as many of us have unsuccessfully. I was convinced I was just broken. Uh, That willpower switch. I, you know, I, I grew up in a family of just suck it up, just try harder So I kept trying things harder and it didn't work. So I I arrived in the rooms really at a place of um, feeling completely lost and broken, but terrified that you would know it. So living in that place of trying to be all things for all people and then um, eating my way. I eat three meals a day now, but I used to eat one meal a day. It started when I woke up and it ended when I went to bed. It was just one meal and life interrupted that. Really, it was just life was interrupting what I needed to do to to do what I did, which was eat. Um, So when I came into the rooms and I heard the reason for my disease is unimportant, what disease deserves my attention is that there's a proven workable method by which I can arrest this disease. And that was great news because I had spent a lot of years, as many of us have, trying to figure it out. And if I could just figure out why I like food and stop whatever that is that I could eat because ultimately I wanted to eat like I wanted to eat, but not gain weight. So um, that's kind of why I walked into the rooms. I thought that's what I was going to find out, but I really didn't. Actually. I thought if you all were fat, like me, you didn't have the answer. If you were skinny, you were not sick enough. So I was kind of prepared for it not to work. Um, But I walked into the rooms completely hopeless, Um, completely hopeless. And I um I don't remember anything that was said, but I do know that I heard hope. And I didn't know it till a few meetings in that, that that's what I was hearing, that you all ate like I ate. You had the crazy thinking that you could uh control it like I did. And um, you did all the things that I never told anyone, like eating out of the garbage and stealing food from children and taking things, money that didn't belong to me to get. I mean, all of the things we do, um to continue in our addiction. I did. So um, so that's how I arrived. Just pretty hopeless and kind of slowly deciding I was dying, but God definitely brought me into these rooms. Um, and I, that's what I call my higher power. And please translate as you need to. Um, but this Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. And the spiritual principle is honesty. And that was really important to me because I'd never really been honest with anyone, especially about my food, but about how unmanageable my life was and how crazy I felt up here. And um, that I would never let the world know that I wasn't perfect or the best or had it all under control. So having to walk in and be honest with you um, honest about my food. I, I just on, it was good that I, uh, I mean, I'm still learning that still, but to be honest about what I was putting in my mouth, that was the first step. What was I putting in my mouth and, and how I was doing it. And, um, reading from, um, from the OA 12 and 12 on page four, it says, Clearly, if we are to live free of the bondage of compulsive eating, we must abstain from all foods and eating behaviors that cause us to eat compulsively. Uh, But this too has proven impossible for us to do by our own willpower. Um, When I heard that I was powerless over food, at first I thought, you know, power, that's all I have. Nothing else goes unless I do it and I fix it and I'm not given that power up. That's really all I have because I felt pretty useless in the rest of I thought I had to do it. And um, what I can tell you today is powerless is my gift. Like, oh thank God, I'm powerless over this. And once I really heard that I'm powerless over my food, one, I could put the mallet down that I kept just, come on, Monica, just do it. Come on, You're killing yourself. Don't you want to be here for your kids? Sure. But I was powerless over. It. it wasn't selfish, It wasn't lazy. It wasn't I couldn't stop. Um, I mean, I definitely have selfish and lazy tendencies as a human sometimes, but it wasn't why I couldn't stop eating. And um, to just get, oh, that's right, I'm powerless. And now I need to start, what I heard early on was find out what you're eating compulsively, you know, the the red light foods, the yellow, the the behavior. And that's those are my alcoholic foods and behaviors. I hear people say in the rooms, well, this one's hard because I have to take this tiger out of the cage three times a day. There are some tigers I never take out of the cage anymore. I cannot. It's like my alcohol. I cannot do, I can't eat certain things. When I first came into the rooms, I was powerless. The things I could claim were eating, standing up, and eating in my car. Those were two. Food. Oh, it was. I just they set that compulsive. You know, I don't. Food doesn't affect me the way it affects normal people. When I eat compulsive or I eat something that triggers, my body and mind reacts very differently. And I've learned that in these rooms. And so, I've started to figure out what I can't do. Well, I still can't do it. Monica can't stop. Let me just be clear. I have to rely on a power greater than myself and work these steps. But that I am powerless over food when I'm shoveling it in my mouth like this. So I, I mean, I just had to start figuring out what I do. If I start, can I stop? Nope. So I, for today, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. If I eat one of you, am I going to want 50 of you? Mm, I'm not going to eat you today. And that was the honesty because God got through to me in those first months and I could hear, Oh, no, you like lots of those. So, okay. For today, I'm not going to eat you. And, um, And so I have to really get that this is, you know, a killing disease, which I can tend to, you know, gloss over it. But I like I'm going to also read just a little bit from the AA 12 and 12 because their language speaks to my compulsive eater that sometimes will want to say maybe, maybe, uh, you know, I'm not. Um, And it says on page 21, we know that little good can come to any alcoholic who joins AA unless he has first accepted his devastating weakness and all its consequences. Until he so humbles himself, his sobriety, if any, will be precarious. Of real happiness, he will find none at all. Proved beyond a shadow of a doubt by an immense experience, this is one of the facts of AA life. The principle that we shall find no enduring strength until we first admit complete defeat. It is the main taproot from which our whole society has sprung and flowered. Like, I love that it is this powerlessness is this weakness that gives me strength. And you, you know, when I'm running on Monica, I don't get the power that my higher power sends through you. When I hear your experience, strength and hope, when I realize that I'm powerless over what my kid does or my job or the wind that's making me nervous, because I'm afraid it's going to knock out my internet powerless over that too. Like, okay, I can give that to God. You know, I just, I'm powerless over everything pretty much. And, um, but what I know is the miracle of me not eating compulsively today. That is not Monica power. So if I can keep going back to that, then that same power is going to walk me through whatever it is. Um, this, um, so I, sorry, I'm jumping into that power, but I'm powerless over everything, and my life is unmanageable, absolutely unmanageable. Um, I thought all it was was my compulsive eating, but my kid was running out the door as fast as he could. Every student I had sucked and didn't do the right thing and made my life miserable. You know, why don't people respect my profession? Like all this stuff that made it unmanageable, and I was trying to control everything. And I always laugh. Don't you know? It's funny. Ever since I came into recovery, I've had the most delightful classes. I you know, like it's not that the kids have changed. It's me stopping being thinking that I needed to control and manage everything. Um, And it's the manageability has kind of landed when I take myself out of the uh, driver's seat. I like in the big book when it talks about I wanted to be the director, that unmanageability of it. If everyone would just stay put and say what I told them to say and do what I told them to do, life would be great. And it never worked that way. Um, so, and today unmanageability pops up again, and I I have to remember that I, I'm powerless over people, places, and things, and I can ask God for my next right step and all that I need to take that step. And, um, so that kind of leads me to step two, uh, which is came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. And I heard people say that, um, restore says that, that I, was saying at some point, even if it's the moment I arrived on this planet, I was saying at some point, and um, also it says, "Oh, the sorry, the spiritual principle is hope." Yes, um, in the forward of the first ed- edition of the uh, Big Book, it says that. Um, that's ten. Thank you. That seemingly, uh, we see that men and women have recovered from a seemingly hopeless uh, state of mind, and that's again, seemingly hopeless. I love that word. It, in my brain, it was hopeless. There was no way I could stop eating. Um, and I get in that seemingly hopeless place sometimes still, like this will never work, there's no way. And also that they attach state of mind that that I'm, I'm thinking it's hopeless because I'm thinking that the answer is gonna come from here and it's absolutely not gonna come from there. Um, so I have to come to believe that there's a power greater than myself that can restore me to sanity. Um, And this is like an everyday uh, work. Um, I like that it says uh, The minute, no, this, sorry, this isn't step two of the AA book. The minute I stopped arguing, I could begin to see and feel. Right there, step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon what day I came to believe in a power greater than myself, but I certainly have that belief now. To acquire it, I had only to stop fighting and practice the rest of AA's program as enthusiastically as I could. And that's what I had to do. I came into the rooms uh, religious. I had a a faith that I thought worked, but I, I had a power. My God, I realized I didn't think really had time for my food. If I could just get my food together, then I could, God would do wonderful things in my life. I felt like that was really a Monica job. It was a little job for a big God. And what I've learned in this, what I love my sponsor kept saying, and I'd say, God doesn't have time. And they would say, So maybe you need a different God. Maybe that's not the, maybe you need to, it's a God of my understanding. And so why would I recreate a God that I don't understand, doesn't have time for something, anything in my life? So creating this God that, that, when I think of um, just um, just love, love all parts of me. Like just all aspects of my life are worthy of my higher power's attention. And actually, um, I can take anything to my higher power to say help with. And um, I can hear my higher power through lots of people, places, you know, instances. And part of my fighting when I read this to stop fighting. I was convinced that I might hear God from you, but I'm certainly not gonna hear it from you. And I'm, you don't have something or this, I couldn't learn anything or, or be here, there. And um, and I had to just, this power greater than myself is going to come in all ways. Again, that was like in defining my higher power. Um, And I could keep going back to that place if Monica powered wasn't working clearly. And now I'm not eating compulsively. Um, And I started to just kind of learn that the more I put something, I have a God box, more I handed it over um, and stopped trying to figure out the pieces, whether it's I, I need to stop eating, right? Dinner's over. Oh, I get this note in my head. Call someone. Oh, there. Thanks. You know, oh, I, I think that, you know, I need to worry about this, you know, minute I'm on this hamster wheel. Oh, pray about it. Ask put it in that box and then, Oh, you feel better. So I had to believe that I could do all those things. Um, I like uh, someone once broke up this, second, the second step came. So I showed up, came to that food fog lifted from my head. And I was kind of like conscious again, cause I didn't even know it was there. I don't know how I thought with it and then came to believe. And I believe that there is a power greater than myself. Um, but I had to, uh, see the evidence and I could see the evidence with my food. And every time I, I practice this, um, and stop fighting it and, and it, things changed in my life. And, um, I'm sorry, I have so many books here. I wanted to read from the, um, from the step two in the, um, In the OA, it said, little by little, we saw how much pain our way of living was causing us. Gradually, we came to believe we needed to change in all of life, as well as with food. We were irrational, unbalanced, and insane. If our willpower and determination couldn't change our unsuccessful way of living, what could? Clearly, if we were to be restored to sanity, we had to find a power greater than ourselves. So that was like the bottom line. Is this working when I'm doing it my way? Wasn't working. So what did I have to lose? Like I was dying and y'all were making a lot of sense to me. So if you could be my higher power, so be it. So, um, and that's kind of how I came to this place and it's continued to evolve. And I'm amazed every time I think maybe this time I could be restored to sanity in this place. So um, yeah, that takes me to step three, Uh, which is turn my will and my life over to the care of God, as I understood God. Um, And that's, to me, that's that action. Um, Although I can make a decision to paint my kitchen, and unless I do it, my kitchen's never going to get painted. So it's, I made a decision uh, to turn my will and my life over, um, which is the faith, is the spiritual principle. And it's also a faith with action. and I I like that. Um, if we, and it says in the OA 12 and 12, if we want to live free of the killing disease of compulsive eating, we accept without reservation from a power greater than ourselves and begin taking the actions that will follow us. That will allow us to receive that help. Um, we now say yes to this power deciding from here on to follow spiritual guidance and making every decision. And to me, those were like big words because, um, in all things, every decision. And that's been um, definitely a work in progress for me. Um, but what I know is when I do, life goes better, um, goes gentler, I will say. Let me just turn, sorry, in the, oh, A, nope, sorry, A Um, 12 and 12, it says, do do to do, do here it is that uh, well I believe that I self will my I, I've come to know that I have a self will run right my my willpower on its own will drive me to eat compulsively and basically it's it's a road to disaster for Monica and what I learned in step three is it's not that I don't get to have a will but I need to conform my will to God my God's will right when I can jump on that same trajectory. I'm, my will is very useful, but it's, it's, it's aligning my will to my higher powers will. And that's what I have to do daily. Like, okay, I'm veering off. What is your will for me and help me carry that out. And it, and that's what it says. It's when we try to make our will, Oh, sorry, this is on page 40. It is when we try to make our will conform with God's that we begin to use it rightly to all of us. This was a most wonderful revelation. Our whole trouble had been in the misuse of willpower. We had tried to bombard our problems, uh, with it instead of attempting to bring it into agreement with God's intention for us. Um, and I, I love that because, um, then I really kind of feel like, not kind of, I really feel like I'm in partnership with my higher power, right? Like if I can bring my will, align it, um, and, so like when I think about what does it look like in my life today, when I bring this myself into alignment, um, when I wake up in the morning and I do some reading and I have my quiet time and I've got a prayer translated from the upon awakening. So it's just a, in prayer form. Um, and then I have that quiet and I listen and, and big part of me is to pray, ask, listen, and then do. So it's important for me to have that quiet time um, every day. and uh, again, when I reflect on my day, when I'm doing an inventory and those things that are making me crazy, I need to hand those over, put them in a God box. Um, what I've come to know is just because things are out of my control doesn't mean they're out of control. So I hand them over and they are definitely being tended to. And I have to say that, you know, God, I don't know if you're aware of this one, but I'm going to put it in there. And my God doesn't care if I say that over and over again. Um, and you know, and then to, when I get my next right step, I just do it. And, um, and when it feels too hard, I call somebody, I write, I pray. Um, I, you know, the, the, Thy will not mind be done is something I say constantly in my, um, in my day. Uh, let me look. Things I've learned with my is the pause, and I know people talk about that power that pause. I've learned that if I'm going to give space for my higher power to do what my higher power can do in my life, I have to pause in order for that to have that time for God to come into my life. Um, and uh, I know that my first thought is probably not my God thought, and sometimes it's not even my second thought or my third, but it's that it's that pause and waiting. And what I've learned is. Um, that I'm powerless over that first thought coming to me. That's funny. Thank you. I'm powerless over the first thought, but I'm not powerless over that pause. I'm not powerless over picking up a tool because I know that if I pick up a tool and just put some time between that impulse and that action, right? That's a huge thing for me. Um, And that's where my higher power um, can restore me to sanity and what i know is if you're here as a newcomer i was insane and i walked in thinking i couldn't be sane again and it's that seemingless hopeless place again that that it's there i can be restored when i feel like i'm on, i'm over the edge i can be restored even if it's just to hear somebody a speaker say something or to read um that or saying the serenity prayer grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change which is most things, to um, the courage to change the things I can, which is my actions and the wisdom to know the difference, which I can only get uh, through my higher power. So um, super grateful for this program. These first three steps, I can't, God can, I'm going to let God. And I'm just going to finish with um, the, four, the reading in the voices of recovery for today kind of spoke to me. Um, so I just wanted to end with this, and it's on September 17th. We believe that no amount of willpower or self-determination could have saved us. Times without number, resolutions and plans were shattered as we saw our individual resources fail. Um, that's from the OA uh Overeaters Anonymous, second edition, page three. From the very beginning, I was struck by the bright, often well-educated people I found in Overeaters Anonymous. I can't imagine a group who knows more about nutrition, exercise, and diets. If knowledge alone were enough to cure us, we wouldn't be here. All my knowledge did not give me the willingness I found in OA. But being willing to do something and wanting to do it are not the same. If I had waited until I wanted to abstain, I might be dead by now. Yet I was willing to abstain that very day between breakfast and lunch. I take it a day at a time, a meal at a time with the help of my higher power and my OA friends. I've learned that I can want to do something such as eat a meal that doesn't follow my plan of eating, yet be willing not to do so. I can't do this without my, my I can't do this without with my own willpower. I need the program of Overeaters Anonymous, God, the steps and the tools to recover one day at a time for the rest of my life. So I will end with that. And thank you for letting me share today.